There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 30 of the Digital Freemason Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll, again, I'll be taking along my excellent adventure through the world of short Masonic educational papers. This topic is uh, all about learning and memorizing ritual work, and as a uh, still a fairly fresh Mason of, I think, what, about three-ish years or so, I, uh, I still find myself having to, to learn a great deal of the ritual work. Uh, the officers in my lodge keep throwing, say, throwing and expanding my, my knowledge of uh, ritual work through the degrees, and so I find myself always in a case of, or a state of constantly learning new pieces. Not to mention that uh, I still haven't really got a solid handle down on all the stuff that I need to do in my position as an inner guard. And taking to heart what some of the uh, some of the other officers have said about always observing and learning what your next role is going to be, I have down pat the uh, the opening and closings of this of the uh, junior deacon, which uh, on occasion I have actually answered back in, instead of doing my actual answering as the inner guard. But um, <clears throat> this piece was done by um, worshipful brother Mark Wax, who's from. Uh, Saugus, Maine, and he's uh, he's past master of the Hammett Ocean Lodge. So this deals largely with um, figuring out what the words are in any ritual, working through the understanding, and then actually how to go ahead and, and get it memorized, and then get it all all brought together in one beautiful piece. So having said that, I uh, I guess I should have sat down and done some learning, some memorization of this. Uh, just kidding, of course, I spent a little bit of time reviewing this over the past week. And as I said, with all uh, all these podcasts, it's just a nice way to sort of focus my mind for a week or so. Just get understanding of everything that there is to know about uh, this one particular area. So we'll get on with it with old brother Wax's piece called Learning and Memorizing Ritual Work. One of the problems that often plagues masonry is poor ritual. By this... I don't just mean getting words wrong. I mean ritual that is drab, uninspiring, which fails to actually teach a candidate. Ritual is often mediocre, and it doesn't have to be. Anyone can do ritual well, provided he knows a little bit about acting. It isn't hard, actually. It's mostly a matter of knowing how to do it, plus a lot of practice. This article is intended to impart some of the guidelines on how to do good ritual. It doesn't demand a lot of time or any particular talent, just a little drive to do it well. Read it and play with it. With some practice, you should be able to use these techniques to good effect in your lodge. The course is specifically aimed at dealing with the longer speeches, but much of it is also relevant to the shorter pieces, and I commend it to the junior officers. This is adapted from a lecture that I worked on for my own lodge, and having done that, I figured I should try and spread these tips around the commonwealth of the craft. There is a caveat that you do have some kind of a cipher book with encoded ritual. And if your jurisdiction doesn't, then you'll have to adapt these lessons to suit your environment. First of all, figure out the words. The first step in learning any ritual is to know what you're saying. This should be obvious, but it's often overlooked because brethren are afraid to admit that they don't already know the right words. Don't be afraid to admit your own limits. I've never met anyone who gets every single word right the first time. 
Start out by listening to someone say the speech, preferably several times. And you should be doing this throughout the entire previous year, listening to your predecessor. So listen carefully. Make sure you understand what's being said and ask questions after Lodge if you don't. Next, go through your cipher or code book carefully and see how much of it you can read. Mark the words that you cannot figure out or that you're unsure of. This is the point to catch any mistakes that you may be making. Then call or get together with a ritualist or a reliable past master and talk through it, reading out of the book slowly. Have him correct any mistakes and fill in the words you do not know. Take notes somewhere other than in your book, because you will forget the corrections as soon as you walk out and are on your own. Now you need to understand the speech, and this step gets overlooked more often than the previous one. Read through the ritual a couple of times, making sure you can really grasp it. Don't just say the words, know what it's talking about. Find out what the characters being talked about are. Again, ask lots of questions. Now, start trying to understand the speech structurally. Any ritual is made up of components, separate pieces that are linked together. For an example, a section may be talking about symbols, with three paragraphs per symbol, concrete meaning, abstract meaning, and purpose. Figure out what these pieces are, and you'll be using them later. The next step is to, is especially for long speeches, visualize the speech. Any speech that can be thought of in terms of mo movement, places, rooms, stuff like that. Words are hard to remember in order. Places are easy. The canonical example is the Middle Chamber Lecture, which walks through King Solomon's Temple. That's no accident. The path is easily visualized and makes a good example of how to learn ritual, which is probably why the first it's the first major speech an officer learns. This is why we use symbols in the first place, because there's no easy way to learn and internalize. Just use these ones. Then we get into memorization. First, there's a small-scale memorization. This is never anyone's favorite part. Anyone can do it, but no one finds it simple. It's considerably easier if you do it right, though. Start by reading the speech over and over. Don't move on to the, ne the next step in until you can read it from the cipher quickly without breaks or hesitations. And read it out loud when you get the chance. This step is particularly important and skipped more often than any others. Don't skip it. This is how you get your brain and mouth trained to the words. It may sound silly, but it really matters. The mental pathways used to talk are very distinct from those that are used to read. Now, start to learn sentences. Just sentences. Read the first two word or two of each sentence, then try and fill in the remainder for memory. Don't fret if you can't do it immediately. It'll probably take you at least five or ten times through each one of these before you'll get most of the sentences. And you'll find some that are hard. Hammer those ones over and over, but not at the neglect of all the other ones. Again, get to the point where you're doing it reasonably well on this before going on to the next step of larger memorization. Once you've got most of the sentences, try to move on to the paragraphs. Again, some will be easy and some will be hard. Try to understand exactly why this sentence follows that one. In most cases, the ritual does make sense. An individual paragraph is almost always trying to express a single coherent thought. In pieces, figure out what that thought is and why all the pieces are necessary. 
Keep at this until you are able to get most paragraphs by glancing at the first word or two or by thinking, okay, this is the description of truth, or something like that. Finally, start putting it all together. This is where the structural analysis that was done in the understanding speech part gets important. You visualize the speech and figure out how it all hooks together. Use that visualization to connect the paragraphs. Make sure you have some clue why each paragraph follows the one before. In almost every case, the next paragraph is either continuing a thought or moving it to a related moving on to a related thought. In both cases, you can make memorization much easier by understanding why it flows like that. Convince yourself that this paragraph obviously has to follow that one or you'll never and you'll never forget the order. Now you need to smooth things out. You've gotten to the point where you pretty much got all the sentences down and most of the paragraphs, and you're able to make it through the whole thing only looking at the book a couple times. Now start saying it. When you're driving in the car, when you're alone at home, pretty much any time you have some privacy, try saying it out loud at full voice. Trust me, it sounds very different when you actually say it aloud. You'll find that you stumble more and in different places. Some words turn out to be more difficult to pronounce than you expected. Try it a few times. Start out by trying to do this frequently, once, maybe even twice a day. It'll be hard at first, and it's a real pain to pull out the cipher book while you're driving. But gradually it gets easier. When you start feeling comfortable, slow, slow the speech down, but don't stop. Practice it every couple of days, then every week. But don't slow down below once a week. If you feel up to it, See if you can speed up your recitation, but do not ever speed talk ritual in open lodge. This is just for memorization and rehearsal only. Now into one of the last parts, mindset. Now you're at the point where you pretty much have the ritual memorized. Now the trick is learning how to perform it well. Very nearly everyone has the same amount of stage fright. Us acting types have often have it worse than most. The trick is to overcome it by controlling your nerves. Now that you're comfortable reciting the ritual, observe how you do it. By now, you're not thinking so much about it, your mouth is doing almost all the work, and your conscious mind simply makes a few connections between the paragraphs. This is the right state to be in. Think about how that feels and learn it. Before you go into perform, do some basic acting exercises. Take a few deep breaths, concentrate on not thinking. I think the ideal is a little light meditation, but it takes a fair bit of practice to be able to drop into that state on demand. For now, just worry about being calm. Being calm is far more important than anything else, because if you're calm, you're unlikely to screw up too badly. If you're tense, you're far more likely to screw up. Some people like to exercise the body a bit to relax the mind. You should find something that works for you and do it. Now we get into acting. The final nuances which separate merely competent ritual from the really good stuff. Now that you're able to let your mouth do all the talking, start listening to yourself. Think about the ritual again. And don't just think about the words, think about what it means. What are the important bits and emphasize those? How can you use your body and hands to illustrate that point? Try talking to the person in front of you, not just at them. Look them in the eye and make them get the point. You are teaching important lessons here. Try to capture a little of the emotional intensity of this importance. Think of your performance as melding of two parts. 
Your mouth is providing the words, your mind and heart, the emotion. Again, nothing beats practice. This is why rehearsal should be for taking a dummy candidate in the hand and learning how to really get the point across. Don't fret if you find that you need to change modes now and then. Here and there, you're, you will need to think about the words briefly when you change paragraphs or hit a hard sentence. That won't throw you, though, so long as you keep track of what you're saying. You've already figured out how each part leads into the next, and that will guide you when you stumble. So in conclusion, don't expect to get all this down instantly. It takes most people a few years to get really good at it. Just try to advance yourself bit by bit. Learn the transitions and pieces first. If you get have that, you can get through the ritual. Next time, work on memorizing more thoroughly. The time after that, work on getting it really smooth. After a while, you can build up to the point where you have the luxury to act. And, at that point, you will find that you start doing that kind of ritual that masonry is meant to have, both moving and interesting. Enough so that the candidate, who is, remember, the whole point of the exercise, actually learning what you're saying and what it actually means. And if you do it really well, you'll find that you come to understand the meaning of the ritual a good deal better yourself. Well, I hope I did an okay job of learning and, well, not really memorizing that piece, but it's amazing how, how big an impact really well-done ritual work is. Um, I think I'd mentioned before, last fall we had the, uh, had the honor of having a district deputy grand master evening where we, uh, we did a, um, I think it was a, I can't remember, first or second degree. And everyone that was in the officer's chairs, well, except for me, I, I got to stay as a steward, was, was a, at least a district deputy grandmaster. And uh, there was a number of uh, grandmasters that were sitting in the officer's chairs. And to watch these men go through and do their ritual work and do the lectures was just awe-inspiring. And there's a... Uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing a couple of fellows from different lodges that I've visited at their at the installation of their officers, who have done the uh, done the general charge, and particularly, really drives home the point when they talk about the ideal of a Freemason. And uh, you know what I I would go see almost every installation just to hear that general charge done well. It uh, it really sort of brings everything back together for me. So. Uh, hopefully, as I go along and uh, I get better and better at doing my pieces, it's there's got a couple challenging ones that I'm set up to do for in the third degree for, I guess, in September. So a little bit of work needs to be done, walking the dog. And, and i got to say, I think my dog has probably got the best ritual work going because I'll tell you, he spent a lot of time listening to me as I muddle along as we go for walks. So Having said that, I guess it's about time I should load the dog up, take him for a walk, and um, do a little bit of practicing on myself. So until the next time, I've been your host Scott, and hope you've enjoyed our time going through the world of uh, learning memorizing ritual. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to email me at podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com, or you can check out our website, www.kinggeorgelodge.com. Uh, and actually, one thing I'd like to hear back from you is I've tried been... I've changed the uh, the quality of, of sound quality, I guess I should say, of this podcast. Trying it a little bit higher instead of 64 kilobits per second. Tried it at 128, which does uh, does increase the size of the, the file and I guess the time that it takes to download it. But curious to you, uh, 
to hear from you if it's improved the sound quality or the overall listening experience of my melodic voice. So anyway, again, email me, uh, podcastinggeorgelodge.com. Let me know. Until next time, have yourself a great July 1st Canada Day or uh, July 4th Independence Day. Or if you're not in Canada or the U.S., just yeah, you can still celebrate those days with us. Or you can just have yourself a great weekend. Take care and make sure to keep the shiny side up.